I'm Drew, and this is my garage. Three, two, one. Evan Hunt, thank you for joining us on Drew's Garage. Yeah, we're truly in the garage, man. Thanks, thanks for having me here. We're, we're literally in a garage. <laughs> um, a 1954 single-family home in San Jose. It's we're talking real estate. I think it's pretty fitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were talking before we started rolling, um, you getting in the business. So you've been doing real estate now for like six months, seven months. How long have you been doing real estate now? <laughs> uh, well, I've been in an industry for over 15 years now, man. I started back in 2003. I started okay. out in the real, uh, well, in the loan industry and I got to- Oh, my side, yeah, okay. side of things. Your side of things. So I've been in that dark side of the world before. And uh, the great thing I really appreciate, and I think most real estate agents don't appreciate this, is having the loan experience. And I think that will help you understand the, the other sides of the business, right? right? It's really to truly how to help put a person in the home. Yeah, and the numbers have to work, right? Correct. Hey, this is a beautiful home, but do the numbers work, which we're about to talk about in just a minute. Right, and it's all about the numbers. I think in real estate, it's a, it's a large investment. The number have to make sense. Even though you can't afford it, doesn't mean you should pay for it. Right. And sometimes you really have to understand everything why. That's why, you know, people don't really understand. You, you calculate the DTI, right? right. Funny and back income end. ratio, yep. Right. So that's why I think uh, by understanding this, you can actually, I'm, I can look at a buyer right now and identify mm-hmm. whether or not that's going to be a buyer or not. Because right. he or she, whether or not have the e- enough income sufficient mm-hmm. income to to be in certain home right or i can give them the advice that other real estate agent might not be able to give to them by saying hey look your your, your income is this your detail is this and you don't want to be looking in this area because right. you're going to be way, paying way too much and just mentally you can be like okay yep you're you're an actual buyer or hey we're going to need to do this low and slow thing where we get you to the place where you can eventually buy yeah, so that's important. Even though I don't do loan now, but I I can you know listen to their scenario and like okay, I'm gonna get you the right person that can help you get where you want to be right. for like five months, six months, or a year from now financially to be in a home that you actually wanted to buy. Absolutely. All right, so talk to me about real estate though. So real estate, um, obviously you do you help people buy homes, but also on your your own. Uh, personal side, you you do some flips, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. So when did you get into flips? Well, uh, in about three years ago, we okay. st- I started a real estate team called TE Real Estate Group. It's my partner and I, Chung. Uh, I think you had mm-hmm. a chance to meet him, um, and we we went joined this boutique company called Akimax. And this company is a boutique uh, real estate in, in the Vimes community that. I've done tons of flips. No kidding. Um, I would say in thousands of properties. Wow. Uh, that, that was the volume in the last five years that they did. Where about? All over. Um, okay. From, you know, Bay Area all the way to Sacramento, Stockton, um, wow. okay. as far as Vegas, and then come okay. back. So, Mostly Northern California and some, some other states as well. Correct. Okay. Correct. But how I truly got into flip was, um, you know, I, I work actually, uh, and I forgot to disclose that I've only been in the Bay Area for the last four years. What? I, yeah. oh, get out of here. <laughs> I um, I actually grew up in the East Bay. Okay. And uh, I moved to Sacramento, spent eight years there, uh, kind of started my own brokerage and okay. did my own thing and then actually came back to the Bay Area. And because of flipping, that's what brought me back to Bay Area. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you were flipping and that's why you're, you're here today. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, and flipping, following all the homes, all the projects kind of lead me back to Bay Area. I was a real estate agent selling REO's property in Sacramento. And I've been there was a few there. There was a few there. <laughs> and, but yeah. 
So for those that don't know, Sacramento was like number one, number two in the whole national radar for foreclosure. And I was at the heart of it. And that's what's in Sacramento. And I was, because I was working with uh, like some of the major banks, uh, I was getting some, all these assets, these toxic assets that is mm -hmm. very juicy to the, all the real estate investors. Absolutely. So for years I was getting calls from, you know, uh, the investor, even the real estate agent here. They're like, hey, Evan, I like that deal. Can I work with you? And then all of a sudden, you know, I help them buy that home. And then later on, we list for them and they make like a quick 40, 50, $100,000 my pop. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow, how these guys are doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So I was working with one of these uh, investors and I was feeding him deals. And then finally one day I'm like, hey, I got this really juicy deal, mm -hmm. right? You're gonna make 150,000 in this deal. <laughs> uh, you get the cash, I'll keep finding deals. And how about we split 50-50 on the profit side? Hmm. I'm not gonna take any commission anymore. Going forward, you and I can partner up. Would you like that? And again, that's how I really got started from the first deal and then boom, I didn't have any money put into the deal. And then a the second deal, a third deal, and I stopped buying my own deal from there. And that's the interesting thing is, you know, we, we uh, went to something a couple weeks ago and the, the big saying was, hey, there's no, there's no money problem these days. Correct. It's deal problem. It's finding the right deals and you were able to find those deals. And I think even right now in, 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 in real estate flipping, it's not about the money. It's mm -hmm. about finding the right deals. Right. The well, loan officer, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. what with no, the right loan officer. Yeah. But, but, but in all seriousness, um, it's, it's finding that deal, right? I mean, because you'll know before you even write the contract, this is a juicy deal or there's, there's nothing here. Yeah. We, we've, we've do all the homework. We do, you know, it's really important to do your homework when you do flipping. Uh, when guys go out there and just based on a few, you know, calculation and think that's the right deal. I mean, you can be no experience and dumb and make money in flipping probably a couple of years ago, but not now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now you got to really do your due diligence, man. You got to really add values to the property. Otherwise you can end up losing money. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, it's, it's hard to just find some distressed home and, and, you know, just buy it and put some paint on it and put it back on the market. Correct. So... You've been flipping now for a handful of years here in San Jose, um, and I'm sure you do properties. You know, you're not if something's in Fremont, you'll do Fremont if it's the right deal. Um, but talk to me about how you got into what we really want to talk about, which is Airbnb. Correct. So it, the the flipping somehow evolved into doing Airbnb. So how did that happen? Yeah. So our team uh, again, our team calls TE Real Estate Group, and we've been working with real estate investors for uh, the last you know five years. Actually, we building okay. we we kind of grow with these investors, and we start finally uh, have a portfolio that we manage, uh, mm -hmm. if you will. And these are the people the portfolio, that portfolio you're talking about the deals that you sourced, and they kind of added value to these homes. These are the deals that we put together, yeah. and we help them either acquire or fix or add value and they end up holding onto those properties. And these are ranging from residential all the way to commercial properties. And these are the investors that buy and sell with us. So we add on a service that we manage those assets for them. So right now, currently we're managing over 60 million worth of real estate assets. Wow. So, um, and again, all these assets that we're managing, uh, especially the single family home or the multi-unit, uh, uh, we're starting to see that the, you know, you're kind of like, like a stocks portfolio. You, you mm -hmm. get to a point where it's getting boring. You're not growing anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, right. it, it, and that's to us. We're, we're, we're holding a large portfolio. It wasn't growing. And then, mm -hmm. and then you know, I was telling you earlier that the, how I accidentally got into Airbnb by, you know, I first, you know, had an addition for my home and then I had an extra room and extra, you know, separate assets in the back. And I was like, you know what, let's rent it out. But mm -hmm. I don't want to rent to a long-term tenant. I don't want to see someone like every single day, right? Right. 
So I was just checking it's Airbnb. I and mean, I know Airbnb been around since 2008, and that's over mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And they about to go IPO, so it's a big thing. Right. Uh, well, we'll talk about that more in the next <laughs> yeah. podcast. But um, we we just checking on the short term thing. So I start listing it on Airbnb. And this and is then, a, a, a unit in the back of your yeah primary residence. A granny where unit. You live. Okay. Granny, granny unit, unit separate sure. entrance. You know, uh, separate uh, access and everything wise. So we're like, you know, I just toss it on Airbnb and see what mm-hmm. happened. It was instantly, like within a couple of hours, we get like instant booking. Wow. And that just one room, we're generating over 2000 a month. In, on your primary residence? On my primary residence. You're generating $2,000. Correct. And our and mortgage is only 2700 Right. Okay. So technically that Airbnb, that one room paying right. like... All your all your interest all the, and correct. maybe some of your principal as well. Yeah, and then that's when it resonated to me. It's like, hey, you know what? We have a lot of property in prime location, mm-hmm. so we're start you know collecting the property back, fixing them up a little bit, uh, creating separate access, and turn into short term rental. Hmm. Okay, and what what is is there a specific definition of what short term is compared to long term? Long term, you know, usually what like a year lease. Yeah, per per most CD ordinance, anything less than thirty days or twenty eight okay. days in San Francisco, if you will, uh, is considered a short term rental. Okay, so y- now you have more than a couple of homes that are the short term. We'll call them Airbnb homes that are vacation rentals. Currently, we have a large portfolio. We're actually okay. one of the larger uh, small boutique firm right now. We have over 58 listings on Airbnb. Wow. Uh, we're also managing some of the boutique hotel as well. Uh, really? We're onboarding um, a, uh, a kind of dormitory in San Francisco, hmm. 52 units, uh, 52 rooms, SRO in San Francisco. And that's something that we're actually working on right now with the no investor. No way. That's awesome. So we're okay. growing at a very rapid pace uh, right. from going and i look at our um projection of income because airbnb give you a projection of income i was looking since we started was like uh uh, five six thousand a month now we're growing uh just the last quarter we did over close to two hundred thousand in in gross revenue really okay so talk to me i mean let's say i am somebody who i'm thinking about getting a rental property um you know i can get a, a a boring single family home like the house we're in today and it's fine it you know it it will rent out to a nice family who wants good schools and so on and so forth and yeah um you know they'll stay there for hopefully many years and i'm a happy landlord um but you know home prices have increased rents have increased as well but if you're going to buy a new home today sometimes that's difficult to cash flow instantly correct right um, now, if you do uh, some value add and, and whatnot, maybe, but talk to me about this Airbnb. Why would an investor think about Airbnb instead of long-term? Well, that's a topic I love to talk about, man, because um, I have a client who I just visited yesterday. She came to me about, and let me show you this story and I'm gonna go back and sure. answer yeah, your yeah. question. Sure. Um, this client, she's about 52 right now. She's a travel nurse. Um, she's been doing it for a long time. She's like, you know, what? I'm gonna take an early retirement. But she came to yeah. me about a year ago and she said, Evan, I, I'm i about to scale down, my husband and I, and we're looking mm-hmm. to create passive income. And and I asked her, what, what, what do you have right now? And I said, I got this property. Uh, and this property is actually right next to regional medical center. Uh, which is a hospital and there's have the most travel nurse in that hospital. There's two major sectors of people that travel. Uh, mm-hmm. They're in technology sector and in healthcare sector. Yeah. These are the two dominant uh, sector that consuming the short-term rental because these guys, <laughs> they, they've been contract to mm-hmm. go around. And, and how long are those contracts? A couple months? A couple months, yeah. you to know, like six months, quarterly, months. whatnot, okay. and they get reviewed and then they'll get sent to the different places. Gotcha. Um, 
So uh, she came to me and like, hey, I, I need a solution. And I like, well, let me go check out your home. And she had a three bedroom, two bath, a walking distance to regional medical center <laughs> with a huge backyard. And I'm like, you know what? This is what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And this was a year ago, okay? And I say, I want you to talk to my engineer and mm-hmm. they're gonna come in and give you an estimate of adding three bedroom, three bath to your home. Adding, now, adding additional. Correct. Three bed, three bath. Correct. So going from a three two to a six five? Six five. Ooh, okay. Uh, to the six five, and the cost is, and they they own that home free and clear. And I say, you know what? Talk to a good loan officer, yeah. pull out some equity yeah. line, and let's do an estimate and see how much can I cost for you to build this three bedroom, three bath. And mm-hmm. she got an estimate, of roughly close to two hundred thousand. Okay. For everything, that's including uh, fixing her primary home as well. Mm-hmm. So while gotcha. she's working so she on that, she's improved her entire primary home, make it look modern and things mm-hmm. like that. So right now she just finished, and I came mm-hmm. to her house yesterday. She got a separate entrance, mm-hmm. and it will lead her to a three bedroom, three bath with a small kind of kitchen or laundry room. So that mm-hmm. there'll be two laundry room. So with that, once it's done, it's going to be done sometime this week. We can rent it out, mm-hmm. and each room can generate about two thousand a month, and she could have a six thousand dollar passive income right at the back of her, her backyard wow. and a separate entrance. Uh, now that not only pay for her equity line and right. all her property tax. Yeah, no kidding. That's one yeah. way of scaling down. And then go back answering your question. I was like, if someone buying a home and they can't afford in Silicon Valley because you need to make what two hundred fifty thousand as a couple to buy a home here in Silicon right. Valley, yep. um, there's a way to kind of diversify some of that cost, right? Mm-hmm. There's a way to uh, cut down the cost of living, or even though sometimes you can't afford it. That's but what I was about to say. It's like, hey, you might you might actually you you might qualify. Yeah, right. But you go, hey, I, this is just too much for me. I Correct. Mean, got to go a lot of times you're looking at somewhere around six to ten thousand dollars a month on housing payment and you go yeah and that's, that's crazy yeah. you're not gonna have a live paying that much in your home right and again you know you don't always stay home you need to have opportunity to have a life and go out and enjoy maybe have a vacation now and right. here and there so and, and people who don't have families right they, they're well i would like to have a, a three two or something but i don't really need it today maybe right. in two five years i need it yeah this might be a great and idea. that's another solution for those that are single and maybe young couple starting out and and not necessarily need that extra room right away. Mm-hmm. So you can actually turn that into an Airbnb <laughs> and then do it. And again, uh, and I go back to the reason that, um, uh, you know, having a is freedom, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that's why, and again, one thing I want to disclose is that you don't want to manage your own Airbnb. No, why not? It, it, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, okay. So when people are thinking about getting into Airbnb and doing their mm-hmm. home, that's like- So when I think of it, I think booking is going to be hard. Well, booking is easy part. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because you, when you create a listing yeah. on Airbnb, uh, Airbnb kind of do all the work because they want you to get the maximum booking so okay. they can make that quick They're very 3%. intuitive. They'll, they'll tell you what you need to do. Correct. Okay. It's very easy. It's the managing side of it. And what's managing? I mean, if, if the booking's already done and then they show up, they leave. Number one thing about Airbnb, bro, is cleaning. Okay. Your place has to be clean spotless every time the guests arrive because otherwise you know that one bad review. that one bad review right. a, a piece of hair on the pillow anything like that mm-hmm. people will talk about it and uh, all of a sudden you, your, your listing started to drop and you, you're gonna <laughs> lose some of your super host status so to me what's I, a super host status by the way super host status is someone that you know uh, airbnb have a criteria if you you know 
we spawn at X amount of time and your X amount of reviews and mm-hmm. X amount of booking, then you earn that super host status. And to me, that just meaning you're does more responsible move, as a host. Does that move you up in the search uh, findings or something? Or just That I'm not sure. That okay. I'm not sure. But, they, but it means at least that, hey, if I book this, I'm going to be dealing with somebody who's... More professional. Good. Yeah, okay. More gotcha. professional versus someone that you know don't care too much about their guests and look at their home. You can tell, um, you know, I would say 70, 80% of people on Airbnb are amateur. They take a picture on their phone. Right. They write their own description. I've seen some of those listings. Yeah. You go, I, it could be good or it could be horrible. I have no idea. Now, this takes you back to about maybe four or five years ago, right? When Uber mm-hmm. was like brand new. And then right. it was so weird when you just like book a car and then you get in the back of someone's car and right. you, you see their personal items in their whole right. car and everything like that. And I was right. like, am I going to trust this guy taking me from right. where I'm going to, you know? So And now they have all the chargers and mints and yeah. water in the back. It's all So different. now there was a super Uber guy, right. driver. So right. now super hosts are the guy that provide more amenities, gotcha. uh, more, okay. you know, things like that in their home. Make a guest feel comfortable because imagine you're having someone else and it's a total stranger coming in your home. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's that's to me i think the world is changing to where people are getting more and more comfortable sharing spaces sharing car mm-hmm. sharing offices and everything is co-living co-work uh, getting space all that stuff so let me let me just shine a quick spotlight on on uh gph go property hop go property hop um I, I definitely think that the management part of it is very important something you know service that you guys provide that i, okay. I imagine is you know Way better than doing it yourself, right? But I think also it's before you either buy the property, right? Or if you already own the property and you're considering doing this, using the expertise that you guys have. Because that's, I mean, if if you're doing what you're saying you're doing, you have the knowledge that so many people don't have. And you're just throwing a dart at at something thinking like, I think I'm going to make some money. I have no idea. Where you could come in and say, all right, here's the calculations. Here's how much you're going to make and we'll manage the whole thing for you. Right? Is that kind of the... the, It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, And I think right now... in, in real estate, we have a thing called CMA, Compare Market Analysis. Right. And Airbnb is so new, there isn't a, uh, um, a website or anywhere you can go to do an estimate value of how much your room can rent out for. Right. There's, you can go on Airbnb app and then kind of like draw a little map and, and see what's all the listings in that area right. and how much they're renting for. And you look at their photo, look at their amenity and see what they're offering to get the price that they're asking. Uh, and we call it the ADR, which is average daily rate. How much average daily rate are they getting in that area? So. Uh, it's funny you brought that up because I'm working with a data company right now. It's called All the Room, and All the Room is the data company that provide uh, data report to a show on Netflix called Stay Here okay, with, yeah. with Peter Lorimer. Yeah, I mentioned. Okay. So, um, uh, Joshua's CEO actually got on the phone with me. We're, we're working on a uh, a demo uh, to see if we can perhaps come up with a, an engine for a regular consumer to pop on, put in the mm-hmm. address, put in the room or a private room mm-hmm. uh, or a share room, whatnot, and how much you know they what can, expected. What did they expect to get okay. it for? Because it's also seasons too, right? And, and every city it's and every neighborhood is going to yeah. be very different, right? If you're walking distance to an attraction, that's different than if you're in a bedroom community. Correct. Okay. So when we look at putting an Airbnb up um, we or identifying a property uh, mm-hmm. before we fix it, repair it, and put a, uh, turn into an Airbnb, we look at everything, man. We look at, you know, uh, what's all the companies around the, mm-hmm. the property, uh, the hospital, the public mm-hmm. transportation, 
and uh, basically uh, the amenities we think we can provide to the the travelers who mm-hmm. can can use the space for whatever they're doing, either business leisure or personal leisure. So we look at all that, and then we look at Airbnb. And again, we've been talking a lot about Airbnb, but you have to mm-hmm. understand that Airbnb it's only one channel. There's right. like five, six other channels VRBOs out there. Videos and Craigslist, whatever else. Everything. Zillow yeah. now start doing some of the short-term rental mm-hmm. advertisement, and yeah. Booking.com is the monster. And then there's really? Tri- Tripadvisor. Okay. Yeah, Tripadvisor as well. Yeah. So Airbnb, it's actually more popular, like in Australia or other country than Hmm. America. America is a little bit new, in my opinion, even though it started here in America. But I think... We already had established VRBO has been around for longer than Airbnb, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Airbnb just make it a lot more user-friendly and uh, just bring it to the consumers like Uber. Right. So, I mean, I feel like this is kind of a trend. It's it's something that I hear quite a bit when I have people who say, yeah, I might sell, but I think maybe I'll, I'll Airbnb it as well. Or, you know, hey, we, we want to get a vacation home some other place, Tahoe or wine country or something, and we're thinking about turning it into an Airbnb. And there's things that you have to consider on the lending side. What do you think, though? I mean, is this, I mean, is, is we'll again say Airbnb, but is the short-term rental is this a game? Is this is this real? Is this here to stay? Is this just a trend? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm, I'm a true believer in short-term rental, and I think it's here to stay, and I'll tell you why. We, especially here in Silicon Valley, we desperately need it, man. Because mm-hmm. if you have a, a travel nurse or a high-tech person or anyone that works in an assignment, mm-hmm. they can't afford to go out and sign a 12-month lease. Because right. those are costly to break. Correct. Too. And then, and then there, and then when you don't allow them to do that, there's other options, right? People are now sharing rooms, and mm-hmm. they, they, you know, sharing room is like subleasing, and you're violating all the lease contract if you don't fully disclose to your landlord. And you know, if that person don't, uh, you know, leave the property, you have to go through like eviction, just like a regular tenant. Right. So all those right there creating so much trouble. And California, I mean, you're, you're, the tenant rights are very, very strong. Very strict. Um, and I think by having a short-term rental agreement mm-hmm. and now everything kind of upfront and clear now what i like right. about airbnb is that they collect everything upfront, right hmm. uh they collect major credit card information uh, they collect you know government identity uh, identification card and all that stuff and make it really easy for a host to feel safe it's just right. like uber right you have your major credit card linked up the account right. you have some other verification and then you just got to go through the and, re- and you have the reviews they get the review system yeah. Right, so that's something that you don't have with. Let's say you put on Craigslist and try to share a room out to mm-hmm. a total stranger that you probably don't know anything about. You don't have their credit card information on file, and right. you're counting on them making that payment every month. Now, short-term rental is a solution for all that headaches. Gotcha. I love that. Um, so we're wrapping up here. What I'm going to do is we'll we'll put down your your. Give us some contact information. If people want to learn more, we'll put it on the bottom of the video and, and in uh, the iTunes description and whatnot. Um, and then, of course, tag you. and, and Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you. you up, though. But uh, I, I honestly, this is certainly something that I'm interested in personally, and I hear it from everybody um, who's thinking about buying rental properties. Is Now, wait a minute. There's this other choice. You're not just stuck into this long-term rental path. You can go down this other other 
area and possibly make more money and have more fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. And, and what our team like to do is in any time that you have a client or anyone that interests in buying a property and thinking mm -hmm. about short-term rental as a solution, we come out to the property uh, for free. You know, we actually do a, a, a kind of like an assessment. Mm -hmm. We do an error study and things like that. And we give you a report. And that report is very detailed. Like we have all the expenses break down to the T, including our management fee, mm -hmm. including all the major expenses, including insurance. Right. Uh, uh, you have to have the proper insurance for it and you gotta have all the other costs like commodities and, and amenities that you provide to the home furniture costs things like that right. we break it down to the T so you have an understanding <laughs> that what the initial investment is gonna be how mm -hmm. long it's gonna take you to recoup all that and what your ADR which is a average daily rate going to be for your home or that room that you're looking to go with the short-term rental route <laughs> that's priceless yeah, so kind of give you an idea, like, hey, do I want to go this way? You right. know what I mean? Right, especially before you even sign on the dotted line and say, okay, I'm buying this property, that's gonna yeah. be huge for somebody. Yeah, and for the young listener who listened to this, and I say you should really consider looking into having uh, a short-term rental to offset some of your costs, so now you can buy a home again, because I really want young people to stop buying houses and thinking about buying houses, because right now, all of a sudden, like, I don't know if you're seeing this, but rental is starting mm -hmm. to see, like, the trend right now, right? Mm -hmm. They're building luxury apartment and, like, right. Micro apartment. I, I was in Oakland checking out the project. It's like a micro apartment is a thing now in what downtown Oakland. Yeah, what is that, right? It's uh, micro apartments are the room ranging between 175 to 250 square feet. Square feet. For what? For one apartment. That's how big the entire space how, is. What? 100 and what? 175 wow. square feet. All right. So you're like sitting in your bed doing, That's like doing the kitchen work? Half of your garage here. <laughs> <laughs> this is like probably four, th 300 square feet, 400 square feet. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And they're renting right. out for 1800 a month. Wow. And the, the key to that is that people just go to their room, sleep, and right. they have common area, right? They have oh, common kitchen, yeah. uh, common bathroom, and share uh, bathroom, share kitchen, and share a common space. And uh, they can live right there at the prime location of downtown right. Oakland, and they can just walk to work and all that stuff. Gotcha. So I think that is the new trend, and people are now you know more inclined towards something like that rather than owning a home. But what right. if I tell you right now that you can own a home, have get, your- Get the appreciation. Get the appreciation. And rent it out. Have your own short-term rental operations, right. and you know, have someone take care for it. Like, they have a property manager to take care of everything for you. Like my Airbnb right now, I have cleaners. Like, I haven't seen it for a while, okay. and that's how it should be. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean. It's a business, and our cleaner come out, take care of the property, take right. care of the linen. The next guest checked in. Boom, everything is automated. We have AI a system that we communicate with guests directly. So we have guests that before they check in and we send them a message, say, welcome to San Jose. This is what you can expect. Here's the weather. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom. And by the way, here's your check-in information. Any questions, feel free to, you know. And then boom, when they checked in, hey, mm -hmm. welcome to the home. Here's something you should know about the home. Boom, mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. And here's some places you can check around town. Right. And then we have, we have a, a, a VA that, that, that do those messaging uh, directly. So again, these are the things that what I mentioned about is having a self-sufficient business right. for your Airbnb so you don't have to have a headache about i mean i have some hoes like running around like you know calling me up and say evan do you have a cleaner that can come on help clean my home right. and so and so because my cleaner decided to call in sick and whatnot and they right. say hey if you don't have a cleaner you are the cleaner yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so if if you're managing it and your cleaner calls in sick then you're cleaning yes okay there you go that's the deal <laughs> awesome man really appreciate you coming on the show thank you bro yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Drew's Garage. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, or do whatever you do best, and I'll see you next time.